Hello there. Hello there. And welcome to another edition of the Sith Takers Snapshots podcast. My name's Bod D, and with me for this show is Phil Blackmore. Hello. And Adam Shipley. Hello there. And we three have just had a fantastic weekend out in Denver playing at the System Open over there. And in this show, we're going to be talking about the experience having a word with the winner, and then we're going to look at a couple of the lists that did really well uh, this last weekend. Um, so, Adam, this was your first ever trip to the United States. What do you make of it as a country? Um, it's very large, Bob. <laughs> uh, <laughs> given <laughs> something that Brits point out to you uh, often, uh, but no, I, I come from a very small rural uh, town in North Wales uh, where I can walk across the whole city quite comfortably. And uh, yeah, no, Denver's not like that, and neither is Colorado. And yeah, I found that with all the Americans that we met, remarked on how long it had taken to get uh, over to Denver. And yes, yeah, size is uh, important and yeah, very often mentioned. Yeah, I mean, there's, Denver is located just at the, the foot of the Rockies. So you've got these huge 3,000, 4,000 metre mountains in the background. But then you look the other way and there's a huge flat plain that just basically runs to the Atlantic for about three and a half thousand miles or something. So it, it's a peculiar landscape. And we felt that in the weather as well. We certainly did. Um, the difference in temperature, I know we all packed a mixture of shorts and uh, warm clothing as well. And then by Monday, we had a blizzard. Yeah, lovely sunshine on Friday and Saturday. And then by Monday, it had dropped to one degree C and, and we were shivering outside. Not that we spent a lot of time outside. Um, the hotel was great. Uh, what do you make of it, Phil, compared to the stuff that we get in the UK for conventions? The, the room was lovely. There was a little bit less room than I think a lot of the players would have liked on either side of the board. And the food options were a bit more limited. I think Milton Keynes really has spoiled us uh, as a venue. But, you know, the, the rounds ran really quickly. Everyone's really friendly. Um, and we, we just got on with it and cracked on, had some good games. And the, the, we, we did spend quite a bit of time eating in the, the IHOP, the International House of Pancakes. Uh, because we ended up waking up very early in the morning uh, for a sound breakfast. Uh, there was a seven-hour time difference. Did you guys, did you struggle with that, Phil? Oh, just a little bit. <laughs> I think we all know that. I was falling asleep um, halfway through my final round on the Saturday. I didn't, I, I didn't adjust at all well to, uh, to uh, Denver time or Colorado time. Um, couldn't sleep. And, yeah, it was, it was, it was a real struggle. I'm still feeling it, 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 like I'm getting over it now. The flight itself was was okay. And, and one of the reasons that, that Denver was attractive was that it was a, a relatively inexpensive flight for playing across in America. How, how much did you spend on, on the flight, Adam? Well, after you'd mentioned it to us and said you were going, it scored away into the back of my mind. And then a few weeks later, I did have a little look on the old British Airways uh, to see what you'd spent. And I know I messaged you. And it was coming up about 350 uh, for a return trip. Um, so I'd got a few air miles put by and managed to get that down to £280 for a return trip all the way over to Denver. Uh, so I was pretty impressed with that. Yeah, that's an absolute steal. And in terms of, of event size, it, it, there were 160 of us playing. So a lot smaller than the UK Open. Uh, but that's very much a function of, of the American geography. Um, I met players from all the surrounding states, Kansas, Nebraska, Wyoming, uh, Utah. But the, the most impressive bunch, actually, were the, the Alabama Barons. 
did you did you get to chat to chat with those, Adam? Uh, yeah, so um, their squad, the Birmingham Barons, um, named after a little league side, I think they said, which is quite impressive. Um, as they're a, they've got their own podcast, uh, which I enjoy listening to. Uh, so I was well aware of them from before uh, meeting them in person. Uh, I did make a special effort to go across and uh, have a chat to Andrew Knuckles um, before the event uh, really kicked off, uh, just to introduce myself. And then um, uh, Joel Killingsworth uh, was well known from last year uh, for doing particularly well across three events in three days and not dropping a match. So he was uh, a gentleman I definitely wanted to go over and uh, shake hands with and uh, just congratulate him on his success. And they're all absolutely fantastic people, uh, just living really normal lives, um, but enjoying the social atmosphere of, of X-Wing. Yeah, I mean, the Bummer guys made made a real impression. They were they were definitely a crew, but they were super welcoming, as as were all of the the Americans. And it was really nice to see the sort of friendliness that you expect to see at a, at a UK event was very much in evidence. I think maybe even more so than at UK events. Uh, the teams all mixed together really nicely and were really welcoming to a, a bunch of foreigners turning up to try and uh, nick their stuff. <laughs> and we we ended up on the the Sunday night totally exhausted, playing uh, Secret Hitler with D Young from the Minot squadron and a team he put together. By that stage, though, after two solid days of X-Wing, I was absolutely exhausted. How do you get on, Adam, in the event? Uh, across the event, um, it all started so well. I know uh, four or five of us um, won our first game and I was uh, elated to get that first win. Uh, and then after that, I just hit, I'd taken a two-ship, well, I'd taken Jack Mooney's list, uh, so a uh, two-ship list. Uh, I hit four ship list um, and didn't concentrate, got wrecked. Another four ship list, wasn't concentrating, got absolutely wrecked. So by game four, I was a little bit down uh, as I'd been knocked out of the main event, uh, but then sat down to find Andrew Seeley, the um, Minoc producer, in front of me in full Minoc regalia with four phantoms, also as down as I was as he'd just been knocked out of the main event. So apart from 20 minutes of a bit of grumbling from both of us just because our day was over in terms of success... Uh, I had a lovely match with him. We had a great chat. And then that was the rest of the day. Everyone was so welcoming at every single table um, for throughout the rest of that day and the next. And uh, yeah, just fantastic. Uh, the actual the actual games were really good fun, even though my aspirations were uh, uh, underwhelmed. Well, I, I felt there was a lot more list diversity over in the States than we see in Europe. Uh, and that's something we'll talk in the, the final part of the show. How did you get on, Phil? Um, I I went three and three in the end, which considering I took dash, um, I, I I was quite pleased with. That was my aim. I had a good chance of going four and two, but I think by by my last game, as I mentioned earlier, jet lag just beat me, and I got uh, I just couldn't concentrate, got my engage all wrong. But yeah, it was nice to fly dash again because he's not competitive in the slightest, but he's just fun. And I found that there was a, a sort of broader skill pyramid than, than you find in the UK these days. There are guys who are turning up and they're really just going for fun and to see how they get on, which I, I never seem to come across in, in UK events. But ultimately, uh, massive congratulations to Andrew Knuckles. He won the event. And whilst I was still beavering away in hyperspace, I haven't got a chance to have a chat with him. This is Adam Chippen, and I'm speaking with the winner of the Denver System Open, uh, Mr. Andrew Knuckles of Curl Pro Creative. Um, yeah. Hey, how's it going? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's, it's hard to... Um, that run was... Um, 
very very unique. I, I know, like uh, with um, the five of us who've come over, uh, Bob and Colm and Phil, me and Darren, uh, we've met you, Barons, like the past couple of days. Yep. Uh, you brought a specific list. I know it's going to be talked about on the internet. Yep. But for anyone who doesn't know, what's the list? Why did you choose? Um, okay, so the list is uh, Colonel Jendon with Palpatine on him. Then you have Vader with uh, fire control system and afterburners. And then you have Major Vender with um, the ordnance loadout. Then trick shots, uh, fire control system, uh, advanced slam, advanced proton torpedoes, and proton torpedoes. A whopping 64 points for a gunboat. That's crazy. <laughs> um, so the reason why, the reason why we, all, uh, we all brought it, uh, so actually everyone from Birmingham actually brought this list. It's like seven of you. Uh, yeah, I think we, we had six of us here. And um, so the reason why we brought this, one, it has actually a really good matchup into Quad Phantoms. Um, there is definitely a configuration uh, where you can get uh, Vader and Vendor um, full torp, uh, full mod shots um, with no nothing in return on the on the Phantoms on turn one. And uh, you also have a good matchup against Fat Han because you can, you basically, Jendon, you lock, the, you lock with Jendon, um, uh, with Vader and, and Vendor for the first turn, and then you can just kind of herd him around into a corner and just try to try and bully him to where he doesn't engage very well. And it, it has good matchups uh, elsewhere as well. Uh, the hard ones are double infiltrators because they kind of have the same gimmick that, that we do, um, and then uh, Rebel Beef uh, with Cassian, Wedge, and Braylon. That is so it's so hard to deal with. Um, Did you go against any Rebel Beef? Or? Yes, uh, the, my one loss uh, for the whole for the whole tournament was Rebel Beef. It, 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 I, I made it a game. It was really close, <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, he, he still got me, and that was uh, round three yesterday. Yeah. So I've heard some of the stories of yesterday and today. I will touch on a few of them. I heard your team talking about yesterday and the shuttle killing suit yeah so, so tell us a bit about that yeah so my my the play-in round so uh round six um i you are four and one, right? yeah four and one so i, I can't you lose um vader goes down like early in the match vendor like never he only gets to shoot like one time um but i i kill whisper and then it's uh jendon basically a full health jendon is behind vader because he had to k turn to kill my vader um and then soon tears is kind of off in the ether and I eventually get it to where I kill Vader with Jendon because he just can't. I, I just set, set myself up to where he just can't really escape. He already used both of his afterburners. And so I just kind of chip damage in, chip damage in, and then I kill Vader and I still have uh, a two health soon tier left. And um, we, we get it to where basically I'm still up on points. So he has to actually get half on Vender or uh, uh, Jendon, excuse me. And whenever, uh, so basically I. I we, we play around for a couple turns, and I catch him to where he basically misses a boost in to range one by a millimeter. So he fails the boost. Um, and uh, so he's just range two. I took a focus, and I just roll double focus, and he blanks out. Like, And that was the last turn of the of the round. Um, so it was... Uh, yeah, it got me into today. So Today, I hear you hit phantoms... Repeatedly? Yes. Uh, so top eight and top four matches were both uh, quad phantoms. And uh, uh, the first match was a little, uh, got a little, both matches that cut, actually got kind of out of hand. The, the list, um, Vendor does exactly what we thought he would do to, to quad phantoms. I mean, he just he just has so much firepower early on, and he gets to reactively slam because you have the bid. Yes. Um, so if you have a bad engagement, uh, then you can, you can just say, ah, I think I'm good, I'll come back next turn. And uh, so 
Yeah, and then um, and then I had the the double uh, double silencer and quick draw. We've just, I just talked to Mitchell, and we've gone through um, his idea behind the list, quick draw, and he just really loves quick draw. Yeah, which is fantastic. But he's brought that more because he likes it, but maybe it's like he could have just brought yeah. that. Yeah, like, yeah. Like um, but when you saw it, did you think, oh, some silences? Like, just you know, you want to shoot quick draw. Yeah. And we all know you want to shoot quick draw because you want quick draw dead. Yeah. And you have three ships that can do it. Yep. But then you've got two silences. Yeah. Really tough. Yeah, they're, they're, they're hard to kill, and they, they he was running Fanatical and Optics. So once you get rid of their shields, they have, they're have they super accurate. Yes. Um, uh, so in that matchup, uh, pretty much you just, like, the only thing, the, my only initial goal is to get rid of Quick Draw Shields. That's all I care about. Um, after that, um, I just I can just kind of ignore Quick Draw, uh, unless, you know, a firing solution appears. But the way I engaged in the match, as you can see on stream, um, I, I clipped all of his shields off. Didn't take any damage in return for it, um, at least from quick draw. And then the next turn, it's like, all right, vendor, you go find a, you go find a, a silencer and you go get rid of it, um, which he did. Um, you he know, did it very well. yeah. A bunch of us were watching around the table, and that was a pretty brutal, yeah, like move that vendor did to get in on that silencer and just go, no, I don't want like you. Yep. It's like, how about you just go away? Yeah. Here's a lot of dice. Yep. How lot of hate to take. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it was a good game. Um, whenever I whenever I saw the matchup, that that's what it was going to be. Uh, that's actually a good matchup for us, just yeah, because, um, you know, you I get to move after him on everything pretty much, and uh, um, vendor vendor can just eat quick draw. Yeah, because I mean, you know, quick draw is only rolling two two defense dice. The the torps really hurt. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that's really good. Um, so that's Damian Barron, Cal Pro Creative the School. Yep. Jobs. Yeah, job. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all I do. It's all you do now. Uh, so you've got a lot of acrylic uh, in the background, but, but what it really means as well for the hobby um, and the community is that you're involved in different ways. Yeah. So it is your day job and it's your hobby. Yep. And it's your socializing. Yeah. And it's your travel. Yeah. No, it's uh, it's a very weird experience. Uh, one, uh, you know, uh, for anyone that's listening, thank you for for um, supporting the shop. Uh, but. Uh, also, you know, I, I get to travel and do fun stuff like this. Uh, uh, now that I've now that I've actually won a system open, I'm probably just going to judge for the rest of the season. Um, and because uh, I, I don't want to take away the uh, any chances of you know people being knocked out and losing their invite and that kind of stuff. Because um, with worlds moving to to invite only, uh, you know, we want to. It's always a party there, so we want it to be a party. Yeah. Um, Obviously, there's a lot of guys there today trying to get through the hype space. Yep. Uh, it's quite tough. I think it's six and zero. Yep. Whereas in the UK, I think it's five and zero. Oh, really? Okay. So, unless I'm mistaken, <laughs> which you know is so going six and zero is hard. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's <laughs> like one or two will make it today. Yep. Um, how do you find? Oh, we've talked to some of the rest of the members of the team, and um, I think you're the only one with the world's invite so far. Yes. Yep. Uh, now, now, to be fair, up until this point, I've had a really bad season. I haven't, I've made a cut anywhere. Um, no, it doesn't matter now. Um, but, uh, but yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm the only one out of, uh, out of all of us that have a, have an invite so far. So hopefully, hopefully, you know, Atlanta will happen. We got some more hyperspace trials coming up, and we can, we can kind of get them up in there. And uh, would you like to pick up your Atlanta? I know you're doing something in the evening. Yeah, I know you do it on your own podcast. Uh, just in case we've got anyone going to like, <laughs> listen to a British podcast, which is very kind of you, <laughs> rather than listen to Harry, uh, who are fantastic. Uh, but yeah, what are you doing in Atlanta? Are you doing it a bit differently? Yeah, so we have uh, obviously you have the system open on Saturday. Uh, the, our our big thing is whenever we 
whenever we go to like these events and stuff like that, it's always a pain um, to go eat somewhere after like 9.30 because, you, you know, everyone's like, well, where are you eating? Where are you eating? You know, that kind of stuff. So we're actually doing an after party this time um, and we've, we've already reserved an entire uh, room. It's going to be catered, uh, cash bar, um, and uh, we, we actually kind of had something similar to that last night. Um, and I, I hope, one, that trend kind of catches on because uh, it, it one, it lets you uh, hang out with all the people you don't get to see very often um, and uh, make new friends, that kind of stuff. But, uh, but yeah, so if you are going to Atlanta um, and you haven't purchased the ticket because we do have a limited amount of uh, things, send me a message and I'll see what I can do. Uh, we, we have a couple uh, hanging around here and there, but... Um, we are pretty close to being sold out. Yeah, yeah Ken very kindly did it for us last night. And he uh, booked a location really yep. close. I know a lot of us went across, and it was really nice just to have a room yep. where everyone in the room was in the system open, all hanging out. Yep. You guys have got a huge podcast photo on the Yeah. Now, so if anyone's not seen that, yeah, go check it out. <laughs> like five different podcasts just sat in a table. Yep. <laughs> So that's crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Is there anything else you'd like to say? No, I mean, you know, just uh, uh, if I'll give you this, if you do want to try out Hatchet Man, which is uh, that's our uh, um, uh, that's our nickname for it. Um, if you think you want to go fast with Vendor, dial it back by one speed. That's perfectly fast. Because uh, he moves really fast, and uh, you want to engage with him uh, to where he always has his weapons disabled if he can do it. Yeah. Andrew, thank you very much for yeah. Thanks for having me. And uh, to you. Yep. Okay, so in the, the final part of the show, we're just going to talk through some of the lists that we saw in the in the top 16 at Denver. There were four quad phantom lists and one triple phantom with Vader, so they're very much causing problems still. The, that's the only list other than uh, Adreus Swarm, which uh, I flew together with the player who finished 6-0 and top of the Swiss and beyond that, all the lists were completely different. Phil, was there anything that, that really appealed to you? Well, yeah, um, Andrew Knuckles' list, inter- he obviously won the whole event. But interestingly enough, the entire team at the Birmingham Barons all took the same list, something that they practised and practised and practised with. I know from speaking to Andrew and to Stephen Ford, who was one, one of my opponents on day one, they practiced openings against uh, quad phantoms specifically they called this list the hatchet man after the uh, uh, major vinder who is absolutely tricked out beyond all recognition i think he filled every slot possible jenden's ability was you know to give the target locks out to the other two beyond range three and then uh, vader and vinder just hunt down whatever they've target locked and yeah he's just uh, a, a really disgusting list they can uh, when i played stephen ford with it i i got very lucky that he didn't wipe uh, my wedge until he's out in one in one round of shooting i think i survived on two hull so yeah it's it's a brutal list um can li- literally take a phantom out in, in a turn how many of the barons were running that list? Do we know? I there must think, have been six or seven. I think there was. I think there was six of them in total taking okay. the same list. Okay, so it's having having one of them making cut is is roughly where you'd expect them to be. Although they're a talented bunch of players, and I would say, you know, the six barons are, are ahead of the curve in terms of raw talent. So 
it's a it's a scary list, but it does look like it underperformed a little, given that that six talented players took it and only one of them made the cut. Um, I think it's a very niche list, and it all came down to how much practice you put in. I know Stephen had only just picked it up, um, so he he told me that he was the the last pair, the, the, the last holdout to uh, to agree to take the list. But I think you know he ended up going three and three on the on the day with a list that he just picked up and flown. So it's not a it's not a bad list, but I think it's definitely a rewarding list. The more you put into it, the more you get out. Well, it feels to me like it's it's potentially vulnerable to rebel beef because you're looking to to Vinda for a lot of the damage output, and maybe he just doesn't have enough to. Um, to really take down the the B wings, the X wings, the U wings, the Y wings that are around. I mean, he can really hurt aces with his with his slam and, and find himself in an unexpected position. But against anything that is just raw beef, he's he may struggle with the damage output a little. I think um, the the telling factor on in the game I played was Dash's outrider title. So I I was flying through the rocks uh, and and through the gas clouds, may, meaning that I could strip. Vinder's uh, target lock, and as I was moving after him, that was that, that was vital in keeping me in the game. Cool. And what caught your eye, Adam? Um, so I thought that uh, Mitchell Hurst's list, the other finalist, uh, was really interesting, especially as it's a hyperspace legal list that he took to an extended event, and it's first order, and it's made a final. Which, if you told me before the event that a hyperspace legal first order list was the sort of thing that would be, you know, top two out of 160, I don't think I would have believed you. He's got quick draw, fully loaded with pattern analyzer, special forces gunner, fire control system, and afterburners. And then two of the uh, first order silencers with fanatical and advanced optics. Uh, so the first order pilots. So that there are I-4 that list comes in very crucially at 198 points. So you've got the bid against four phantoms with or without the crack shot. Uh, you can come okay. in just less. So you can make your decision as to if you want to give the initiative, um, you know, depending on your player uh, choice or how you wish to go. Uh, but just such a clever use of two quite beefy uh, silencers. The fanatical and the advanced optics, that is some super consistent damage output. You can just take that focus, roll the dice, and as soon as you're damaged, you can turn the blank into a hit. You can turn a focus to a hit. You should be getting a hit out of three dice. Really, really good chance of three hits there. And then quick draw is quick draw. We all know um, how effective she is. Um, Mitchell, of course, has possibly the best highlight reel now for X-Wing, uh, where in the semi-final uh, on stream, uh, he does a five straight across the rock with quick draw, with shields left. Um, Wedge hasn't activated, comes into range one of Wedge, with a target lock from a previous turn and takes Wedge off the board in the activation phase. Um, me and Phil, <laughs> it, it's just a fantastic move. Me and Phil chatted about this afterwards and mentioned that, you know, we all know this is possible and we've done it or maybe seen someone do it. But to do it at a semi-final level of a system open where the obvious choice would be to do the banker move, put yourself in a safe position, your quick draw is still healthy, but no, he just went all out, and that shows some real like uh, dedication to the flying. Uh, but I was just truly impressed to see our hyperspace legal first order list uh, flown into a final. Yeah, I was quite intrigued by the Americans' reaction to Han Jake. It's obviously caused 
quite a lot of fuss. And there were uh, others beyond yourself, Adam, flying it. And for me, it has the potential to be a really good list, but it needs to to readjust and, and just to develop Jack's ideas into something that aren't just whatever you can squeeze onto the ships if you're determined to run Han and Jake. And there was a top six leading list with Han and Lando that was interesting. Both of them had trick shot. Lando was running Nien Num, and obviously R2-D2, Dampners and Kanan on Han. And that list made it uh, all the way to the top 16, I think. Did it get any further? And the joy of it is that you've potentially uh, got a spare action for either Lando or, or Han to to enable them to really maximise their, their damage output. And there are the weaker bits of the traditional handbrake hand list which are not on there. It doesn't have title, it doesn't have uh, engine upgrade, and it's also missing Luke Gunner. But all of those things are on most analyses, over-costed and not really serving Han as much as they should. But sticking Lando in there with a, a beefy gun of his own, especially with trick shot, and an additional free action is, is really enabling those two ships to, to fly very well together. The only downside, I think, is that, that if you are flying them close together, Lando takes up a lot of real estate that Han might be wanting to use to, to pull his dampener's trick uh, or his, his Canaan trick to uh, put himself into one of those mythical nine positions that he's supposed to be able to teleport to. There was an, at least one or two of that um, others flying that list, and it was a very you uh, can imagine it's a very difficult list to fly because the, the chap I, I I played made the mistake of splitting uh, Lando and Han, and that just gave me he uh, uh, you know, obviously gives you the chance to then focus uh, focus one down, but flown again another one that. that if you know how, how to fly it, that, uh, it can really be devastating. Yeah, it's it's a scary amount of uh, of board space and and two potentially really big guns, but it really needs flying well. Yeah, well, I would agree, Bob. The um, having taken now and had a go with Han and Jake, um, the games that I struggled in and lost or lost very quickly were the games where Jake just disappeared. Um, the games where Jake does well. I did well, so I can see that having Han and Lando, you're not going to immediately lose either of those ships. So it gives you a chance if you do make a mistake to make it to the turn afterwards and try and come back, or you have got a slightly bigger gun, uh, so maybe you're a bit scarier as well. Yeah, a lot of holes to shoot through. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's 26, isn't it? So across there. Okay, well, thank you both very much for joining us. It's for me to say a massive thank you to everybody in Denver who who, who really did give us a, a really huge welcome. We felt very, very at home there. And I, we, sorry, go on, Adam. No, I was going to just concur with everything you said. Um, although I think, you know, for uh, Bob, you did fantastically well uh, making the cut. And I think we were all really proud that like one of the five of us has got through um, well, everyone uh, there made us feel so welcome uh, all day that it didn't matter, you know, they're not getting quite as well as maybe we, want, we wanted to uh, perform. Everyone was so welcoming and lovely to talk to and happy to come out with us every night. So that was fantastic. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And we're going to be back on Friday to talk about uh, Wave 4 and what we're looking to in the immediate future. And it's goodbye from me, Bob D. And goodbye from Adam. 
Goodbye. And goodbye from X-Wing Daddy Phil. See ya. Rocky Mountain High.